In the previous episode, we talked about the establishment of Artaxat dynasty and how Armenia reached its zenith during the rule of Tigranes the Great. In this episode, we will talk about Tigranes' successors and the events that engulfed Armenia during their rule. After Tigranes' death, his son Artavast became king as Artavast II. At first, he was an ally of the Rome, but had to switch his alliance to the Parthians. Right when Artavast became king, the Roman triumvir and general Marcus Crassus planned to attack Parthia and with a massive army started moving from Rome toward Parthia through the Asia Minor. Artavast offered his armies to Crassus and tried to persuade him to attack Parthia to Armenia, where the mountainous terrain would be advantageous for defeating the Parthian armies. However, Crassus declined Artavast's offer and decided to meet the Parthians in the open field. Parthians and the Romans met the, at the field of Kare, near the modern city of Haran in Turkey, in 53 BC. The Parthian general Surena, with his much smaller army, was able to decisively crush Crassus' forces, which panicked and dispersed, while Crassus himself was killed in the battle. Meanwhile, trying to prevent Armenians from sending assistance to Crassus, Parthian king Odoades II invaded Armenia and captured it. Artavast was forced to switch his alliance from Rome to Parthia, and, as a token of alliance, gave his sister in marriage to Orodes's son. According to Plutarch, in his life of Crassus, on the battlefield of Kare, Surena beheaded Crassus and sent the head as a gift to Orodes. It arrived in the Armenian capital of Artashat, where Orodes and Artavast were celebrating the wedding of Orodes's son to Artavast's sister. During a theatrical performance, one of the actors brought the head of Crassus and threw it under the feet of the kings. In 36 BC, Roman triumvir and general Mark Antony invaded Armenia and Artavast again had to switch his alliance from Parthians to Rome. Mark Antony led a failed campaign against Parthia and retreated. In 34 BC, Antony again returned and this time tried to subjugate Artavast to his new demands. He summoned Artavast to meet with him but the Armenian king was cautious and refused. Enraged, Anthony marched into the Armenian capital Artashat and arrested Artavast. He was eventually transported to Alexandria with his family. Artavast's eldest son, Artashes, managed to escape to Parthia with his contingent. By the second half of the first century BC, Rome had been going through a century-long civil war, which got further escalated after Julius Caesar's assassination. Julius Caesar left his power to his grandnephew, the 18-year-old Octavian. Mark Antony did not like that Octavian so quickly rose to power. He, along with Cleopatra, the last pharaoh of Egypt, challenged Octavian. The civil war that resulted between Octavian and the alliance of Mark Antony and Cleopatra eventually resulted in the Battle of Octium, where Mark Antony and Cleopatra were defeated. As a result, Octavian became the first Roman emperor and assumed the name of Caesar Augustus. Artavast was subsequently beheaded in Egypt by the orders of Cleopatra. Following the suicide of Mark Antony and Cleopatra, Emperor Augustus annexed Egypt and took Artavast's remaining son, Tigranes, as a prisoner to Rome. Meanwhile, using the opportunity of Mark Antony's defeat, Artaxes with his army and the help of the Parthians entered Armenia and pushed out the Romans. In 30 BC, he was crowned king. In order to avenge the death of his father, he ordered the massacre of all remaining Roman soldiers in Armenia. 
he also attacked the Roman Atropatine and annexed it to his kingdom. According to some sources, Artashes proved to be an unpopular ruler, and his court sent messengers to Augustus to request a Roman invasion to take out Artashes. Other sources state that the growing power threatened the Roman ambitions in the east, thus Augustus sent his army led by Tiberius, along with Artashes' brother Tigranes, to take Artashes out and install Tigranes as king. However, before the Romans reached Armenia, a plot organized within the king's court and possibly sponsored by the Romans succeeded in assassinating the king. After the murder of Artashes II, the future Roman emperor Tiberius, according to his father Augustus' wishes, crowned Artashes' younger brother Tigranes as a king Tigranes III. Tigranes ruled Armenia between 20 and 8 BC. Even though he ruled for a decade, very little is known about his rule except the various coins that were issued during his reign. The coins show a move away from Roman design to more, to more Parthian influences, suggesting that the king himself moved away from being just a Roman client to more independence in his international affairs. Following the death of Tigranes III, his son Tigranes became the king of Armenia as Tigranes IV in 8 BC. He ruled alongside his sister Erato, who according to some sources was also his wife. Tigranes disregarded the Romans and by that action earned the mistrust of Emperor Augustus, who in 5 BC sent an army headed by his adopted son Gaius Caesar to depose Tigranes IV and install in his place his uncle Artavas III, who was in Roman captivity. At this point, the story splits again into two possible scenarios. According to one, the people didn't like the newly installed king, and through rebellion, Tigranes and Erato were restored to the throne. According to the second scenario, the Parthians stopped supporting Tigranes and Erato in their fight against the Romans, and because of that, Tigranes sent gifts to the Roman court in order to win back Augustus' favor, and the emperor allowed him to remain a king of Armenia. However, Tigranes was not destined to stay on the throne for long, as he was killed during a battle in the year of 2 BC, while either putting down the local rebellion or pushing back an invasion of Caucasian mountain tribes. After his death, his sister Erato, who was his queen consort, abdicated the throne, and by that, the 200 years of Artaxad rule as kings of Armenia came to an end. The end of the Artaxad dynasty was not an end of Armenia. Since it was a Roman client state, Rome appointed clan kings of Armenia for the next six decades until the rise of another dynasty, the Arshakunis or the Arsacids. After Erato's abdication of the throne, the parting king Vonones I, who had been deposed by Artabanus III, fled to Armenia and became king in 12 AD. This was the first time that a member of the Parthian royal Arsacid house was on the Armenian throne. Artabanus wanted him removed, so he asked Emperor Augustus to remove Vonones. Vonones was removed in 1880, and the Pontic prince Zeno was appointed as the Roman client king of Armenia. As homage to Armenia's former ruling dynasty, Zeno took the name Artashes III and is known in Armenian history as Zeno Artashes. He ruled Armenia until 35 AD in relative peace, enjoying the favor of his subjects. Zeno was followed by sons of Artabanus III, Arshak I, and then Orodes I, who governed for relatively short periods, 
while facing a threat and a challenge from Mithridates of Iberia. Arshak was a poisoned by his bribed servants, while Orodes only ruled Armenia for four years, before losing the challenge to Mithridates, who with intervals ruled Armenia between 35 and 37 AD, and then between 42 and 51 AD, until he was killed by his nephew, Ramizd, who captured the throne and ruled until 53 AD. Year 53 AD marked the rise of another future Armenian royal house. In 52 AD, Rologasis, or Vagash I, king of Parthia, invaded Armenia and captured the old capital city of Artashat. In Artashat, he proclaimed his brother Tiridates, or Tartat, as king of Armenia. This transition was not welcomed by Rome and escalated into a conflict between Rome and Parthia for supremacy over Armenia. Let's recap the time period. After Tigran the Great's death, Armenia's weight diminished in the region. This had to do with developments in Parthia and Rome. In the early Artashesan period, when Parthia was occupied with the Seleucids and Rome with Mithridatic Wars, Armenia got the chance to expand and gain influence. Now that both Rome and Parthia directed their attention towards each other, Armenia transformed from being a buffer zone to the line of contact. In the next episode, we will talk about that Roman-Parthian conflict in more detail and will introduce the dynasty that came to power in Armenia as a result of that conflict and ruled Armenia for the next four centuries.